It's that crime of the month with Nicola Graham and Christiana Brockbank. In this podcast, we'll be diving into a story on a subject that's pretty bloody taboo, happens on the regular, and generally affects women way more than men. Yep, it's true crime. It's um, it's quite sad today because it's our last recording session for a while, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to prison. Yeah. No, nope, just kidding. <laughs> I am parental prison. <laughs> oh yeah, it won't be that bad. I don't think. I mean, you hear stories, but hopefully, you won't be one of those. <laughs> Especially in lockdown. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, because I'm sort of. Well, I'm sort of having a baby. No, I am having a baby. <laughs> she's she's sort of heavily pregnant. <laughs> so we decided that it seems like the natural place to have a bit of a break um, for the first season. But we will be back. But we wanted to do like a really big special episode. And you got like pulled into this whole subject, didn't you? And decided this is what we need to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's basically an episode about my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not really. Most of them were nice. Only one was potentially an incel. <laughs> you can beep it out, but I think <laughs> was an incel. Was he? Oh, I never got to meet him. I wish I had. You don't want to. He said the first few times we were talking, okay, red flag, guys, if you didn't know that this would be a red flag, he said, all women are snakes. <gasps> I mean, and I continued dating that guy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I remember speaking to my therapist after. And um, he said, uh, you know, when when someone has got to the point where they're generalizing a whole gender, you know, they're, they're pretty much a lost case. And I was like, thanks for letting me know that. <laughs> yeah. I remember that for the future. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it at the time. I was like, huh, I'll be the one that isn't a snake. That's the thing, isn't it? You want to be the person that changes their mind. But someone who has those views is too far gone. Yeah, seriously, I've always been like this. I've always been that person that's like, if I went to the pet shop and I saw like five hamsters and one of them had a gimpy little leg and like a funny eye, I'd choose that one just because I felt sorry for it. And I feel like that is how my dating life <laughs> has progressed. I need to choose someone who's bloody all right. <laughs> I don't know, I just have that thing. I just, it's Mother Teresa complex, isn't it? I just want to save people. I don't, I just want an easy life. I do too now, to be fair. I just want a little, I just want, I, I just want a little dog and then I think I'll be happy. That could give me all the love I need. Can you imagine if you got a dog and then it turned out to be an incel? Oh, fucking hell. It would be going mad. It would probably like attack me and bite me and shit and then I'd be like, fucking hell. I'd have to be that person that takes it to a dog shelter. Yeah, so we're doing about incels. Which I didn't know really anything about. Like I don't like I'd heard it like the phrase banded around, but I'd never actually like looked into it. I was gonna say I'm not an expert, but You are now. Fucking hell, I am now. Jesus, spot one a mile off. Um, but yeah, I, I I knew that I knew what it stood for. I knew but I just didn't know that it I did just don't think I quite realised such a huge movement it was. You know, I mean it's not like millions and millions of people, but yeah, I didn't quite realise. I thought it was like the odd few. You know, the odd few that go and try and commit a mass killing. But I didn't realise, actually, there are quite a lot of people online that identify as an incel. Technically, I'm an incel. I'm an involuntary celibate. My laziness <laughs> makes me an involuntary <laughs> celibate. Oh. That's, oh yeah, so if you don't know, the incel label 
it was thought to have originated in Canada where a female college student um, known as Alana set up a website called Alana's Involuntary Celibacy Project to discuss her sexual inactivity. This was in 1993. It was just a... Is it portmanteau? When you squidge two words together? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, the abbreviation was incel, involuntary celibate. So that's what we're talking about here. A community of lonely people. <laughs> Bless. So over the past six years, incels have committed at least 16 attacks. These attacks have mostly been in North America and Europe. And as a result of these attacks, more than two dozen people have been killed. Incels are a diverse and loose-knit movement that are drawn together by two things... So not just like blase things either. One, a burning misogyny. uh, And two, a nearly cult-life belief that sex is a necessity that should be guaranteed to young men. And because of this feeling, it's been manifested like quite a few times that we're going to go over into um, attacks. It's very strange, isn't it? Like the idea that you are, you just deserve sex. That's part of just being a man. Yeah. I feel like this sort of, ties in as well to like that sort of angry young man white man movement that's happening as well you know what i mean it's that sort of like they've been forgotten about everyone else is like feminism black lives matter you know what i mean all these things that are sort of progressive and moving communities and groups forward that previously hadn't had that opportunity and they're actually getting forgotten about and they're like fucking hell you know uh," because it's previously i guess been brought up to be like you're the best you know you're so you're so privileged as a white man yeah you can do what you want but yeah we'll discuss at the end sort of what sort of links i mean you'll probably grasp quite a few of them as we go through but yeah we'll discuss some of the things that commonalities that keep coming up for these incels Mm, the themes so as i said before alana the canadian college student set up at the involuntary celibacy project that was in 1993 in 1997 she set up a mailing list on the topic using the abbreviation incel as we've discussed the incel community flourished unsurprisingly online in 2003 a message board called love-shy.com was founded sorry i don't know why i said that um, so creepily <laughs> like i invented it and i was like oh my god i've been caught out yeah love-shy.com was founded as a place for people who felt constantly rejected or were very shy or like too shy to discuss their experiences with each other so they found that community and it's the, the i guess it's that safety thing isn't it where they feel safe it's a safe space to discuss their experiences there was also another one that was called incel support which was created in the early noughties as well love shy wasn't moderated as strictly as its counterpart incel support as we found out moderation is like key to i don't know stopping the escalation i guess alongside the differences in moderation incel support welcomed men and women and banned misogynistic posts whilst loveshy.com subscribers were overwhelmingly male so at the beginning the incel movement this was something that incorporated it was just for anybody so men women however you identify anyone could join it was just if you're a lonely person that felt that you know you were being forced into celibacy for whatever reason but then an offshoot created where it was just men and it became sort of misogynistic because it's quite weird that like it was founded by a woman i don't maybe it wasn't maybe alana wasn't actually a woman (gasps) who knows it's the internet people people can do what they like maybe it was alan could be but yeah like it did start off as something that was quite like naive or you know it was quite innocent yeah i feel like everything starts off as innocent and then it just other people take it on you know in just a mental direction over the next decade the membership of love shy and other online communities like 4chan increasingly overlapped 
So 4chan, for people that don't know, if my mum's listening to this, this is an online message board, but it doesn't have any moderation whatsoever. So you don't even have to register. So like Reddit, you have to put your details in. I mean, obviously, I guess you can put fake details in, but you know, there is some sort of connection to you. Whereas on 4chan, everyone is just posting anonymously. It's been the subject of media attention for as a source of many controversies. Or controversies? Ooh, I said that weird then. Controversies? Either. Controversies. I think I say controversies. Is that wrong? Well, depends how you feel. I've been watching a lot of There's Something About Movies on Sky. I don't know if you've watched it with Alan Carr. And, oh my God, I've got a massive crush on Michael Sheen now. I thought you were going to say Alan Carr then. I was like, I think you're backing up the wrong tree there. No, Michael Sheen. I just, it's the hair. Mm. It's the curly grey black hair, salt and pepper. It's a thing. I just, oh, and like the hairy beard. <gasps> Seriously, if he was a bit taller, I'd be like, get in my bed. Get in my bed. Get in my bed. I'm just getting in my bed. That's, that's my child line. <laughs> get in my bed. <laughs> Even though he's happily married, I'll just say get in my bed. I thought you were going a bit Ted Bundy then. <laughs> No, they do a lot, a lot of accents. So I, I think I got confused about where, where I was in the world. I've heard of 4chan. Again, it's the same thing with incels. What it gets like, it's a term that gets banded around and you like hear about it on the news, but I'd not really, I didn't, never really knew what it was about. But like, weirdly, a few weeks ago, me and Luke watched a documentary on, it's like Storyville. Um, you know, the ones that BBC have. Yeah, like those classic. Yeah, yeah, they're good. And it was about Pepe the Frog. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like become this emblem for, I guess, for 4chan and, and kind of for like incels as well. But the guy that created it is like this really nice, like hippie-ish family guy. Like he's got kids and a wife and he's just an artist who did these cartoons and they've been totally taken over and he's trying to like reclaim Pepe the Frog back but it's a bit it's too far gone no it's got negative connotations now there's nothing it can do but it is it's it's the controversies have come from the fact that it's like they do like different pranks and they harass people on there they also attack other websites and internet users and then there's also a lot of posting of illegal content, threats of violence, misogyny, and racism. So I wouldn't advise people to go on there, really. I think they use it a lot like gamers use it. Not like generalising that all gamers are um, incels, but there's a connection. I actually thought it might have been like to, something to do with Channel 4. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't know what probably Reddit was when before I went on Reddit. And now that's a whole can of worms. Yeah, I go on there and I'm like reading about, I'm on, what was it, like houseplants and then like... I was telling my flatmate about RBI. I don't know if anyone's been on the subreddit RBI. Fucking hell, it's amazing. It's the Reddit Bureau of Investigation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if you've got any like issues that you need like or like weird shit that's gone on, you can post in this subreddit and it's like it's basically the FBI but on Reddit. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. What like so they'll solve a crime for you? Not necessarily crimes, but like say like there was someone saying that there someone had kept ringing the bell and they were basically like a hermit and they didn't want to go and answer it and they were like I don't expect anything. I don't know, you know, why anyone was doing that. Like what can I do? And then people were saying like and they were like, how do I find out who it is? And then so people were like, pull, put a pe- pen, pen and paper like outside. And they were like, no, it'll get stolen. They were like, where do you live that a piece of paper and a pencil will get stolen? <laughs> it was amazing. It was so good. And then people were like, can you not look for your peephole? And they were like, I don't have a peephole. And they were like, talk to your landlord about getting a peephole. And they were like, some other people saying like, get a ring doorbell. And it was all stuff like this. And it, it was amazing. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not FBI shit, but it's close. <laughs> If you don't want to put a pen and paper out, 
because you're worried that it's going to get stolen, you're probably not going to fork out for like a ring doorbell, are you? Like, you're probably not going to spend a load of money. <laughs> or get a peephole put in. <laughs> I bloody love a peephole, but I get scared that I'll look through it and there'll be the monster from the ring. Oh, yeah, that would be scary. Do you know what I mean? I just don't. It's that thought that you could just look and there'd be somebody like, Duh, or like something from inside number nine. No, thank you. Not interested. I'd rather just get murdered and not be aware of it that anyone's outside my door. As the noughties progressed, incel communities became more extremist and posts on message boards like Reddit and 4chan became more shocking in order to generate increased visibility. I think it's worth noting here that aggressive incel behaviour, and specifically posts, have increased as has trolling and shitposting. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what shitposting is, it's where someone will just say the most shocking thing in order to de- derail a conversation and cause the most offence. And I feel that that is frighteningly akin to my own communication style (laughs) (laughs) i think that's quite accurate i was like shit i that's what i do i shit post all the time just don't know i'm doing it i mean it's just just, people spending too much time on the internet (laughs) that's all it is it's funny isn't it with reddit how it can you can have like a subreddit about like gardening and whatever and like helping people solve problems with the doorbell or whatever and then you can also have this like completely horrific racist misogynistic community on there as well yeah all having little conversations just chatting very strange so the incel subreddit became a particularly active incel community it was known as a support group where men blamed women for their involuntary celibacy sometimes advocating for rape or other forms of violence and posts were often misogynistic and and often racist as well so popular post titles were all women are sluts nice just that another one was proof that girls are nothing but trash that use men and then another one was reasons why women are the embodiment of evil (laughs) (laughs) i don't mind that (laughs) no i don't mind that i feel like i know so many men that would probably sort of subscribe to that and be like yeah everyone's gone through a bad breakup i'd probably subscribe to one that says reasons why men are the embodiment of evil a few (laughs) months ago now i just subscribe to michael sheemans because i love him members describe women as femoids and the men they have sex with as chads femoid so this is what i mean it's a proper community where they even use sort of specific words so that if you don't understand this you know you have to understand the language that they're using to get into the community sort of thing. So femoid is a portmanteau of female and humanoid or android. So this term's used to describe women as subhuman or non-human. Some incels go further and use the term female humanoid organism or FHO for short. I mean, it just sounds mental, doesn't it? Mm. When you read it, you're like, are you okay, hon? I just feel like saying, do you need help? I feel like these are the type of people as well that would have those like female body inspector t-shirts. Like they love an acronym. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's like FBI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, that is disgusting. Get away from me. Chad refers to a sexually active alpha male. It's sometimes used interchangeably with Slayer. Off topic, but I just watched all the Buffies again because I've been off for like a few weeks. Oh my, how good is it? Amazing. God, fucking love it. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I keep thinking I should go back and watch it. But you were in, I remember you watching it at uni as well. Oh yeah, I was mega into it. Due to their characterisation as being genetically gifted and privileged, this is Chad's I'm talking about now, they're also depicted as shallow, airheaded, arrogant and overtly sexy. So not only is it a pejorative term, but it's also a complimentary term on incel forums. A Chad is someone they're jealous of. They want to be a Chad because they get all the women, but also they're shallow and stupid. So it's it's hand in hand. 
a, a negative term and a complimentary one. To get an idea, idea of how sinister the subreddit became, in October 2017, a male member posing as a woman posted asking for legal advice with regards to how a woman who was drugged and raped could start searching for her attacker. Because they found that it was a male member, it's believed that this man drugged and raped a woman and was seeing if he could be found. <sighs> so this is the kind of stuff that they were discussing on that Reddit. Not too bright as well, like posting stuff like that, like it's trackable. Yeah. Well, the thing is as well, like you can click on anybody. So on Reddit, you can click on people and you can see like things that they've interacted with and engaged with and like posts they've made and stuff and shared. So that's probably what happened, that they went clicked on this person. They were like, this guy's, this is a guy. You know, maybe they'd shared pictures of themselves or whatever on other sites and things. But obviously, they weren't a woman. It's like something out of, fuck, what's that programme called with Michaela Colin? Oh, what's it called? Oh, fuck the end of the world, no. It's I May Destroy You. I May Destroy You. Where did that fuck the end of the world came from? <laughs> I mean, it is, I mean, that's how I would sum it up as a programme, like, in the summary. Yeah, yeah, that was my review. Thankfully, a few days later, so on the 25th of October, same year, 2017, Reddit announced a new policy that banned content that encourages, glorifies, incites or calls for violence or physical harm against an individual or a group of people. So it banned the incel subreddit on the 7th of November, 2017, so a couple of weeks later, as a result of that new policy. At the time of the ban, the community had around 40,000 members. So it's not like 500 people, it's like quite a few thousand people. After the subreddit was shut down, the incel community continued to inhabit Reddit in various other subreddits, such as the subreddit Brain Cells, as in B-R-A, incels. Quite good, really. Or like bra incels. Yeah, that doesn't work as well. Yeah, bra, <laughs> bra incels. So brain cells. Brain, bra incels. So good. Forum said that they did not uh, endorse, support, or glorify violence or violent people, which is a distinction that was made uh, from the sub subject matter of, of its predecessor. So the incel subreddit that had been shut down did not say that. But it's almost like one of those things where you think, have they just put that because they have to put that? So they don't get shut down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of pandering to Reddit's policies. But anyway, the Brain Cells subreddit was banned later on the 30th of September 2019. So only last year. After Reddit again broadened its banning policy. So Reddit's trying. Yeah, but there must have been stuff on there that they disapproved of. Like, even though they said, oh, you know, we don't condone that kind of thing. There, there must have been... Yeah. Some stuff going on. Yeah. So if people don't go on Reddit, Reddit usually has moderators. It's like a message board. There's like little subreddits, like little discussions and groups off Reddit. They always, I think, always have moderators, don't they? I think so. There's usually a, a list of like rules for the group. Usually it's like don't repost things that aren't yours and things, stuff like that, and don't be aggressive to people. And so you're supposed to adhere to these rules. If you don't, you get chucked off. Obviously, this group was not in adhering to reddit's policy about violence and i don't know being horrid about people yeah being mean i don't write anything i'm such a lurker on reddit i've not posted one thing i've posted a couple of things but not that much oh have you got like awards no, and things? no it's just when i've seen like sometimes i've put funny things that i've taken a picture of and see if i can get some upvotes oh. i had a reasonably success successful one post oh you've got a reasonably successful reddit career well no because i've did like one or two posts ages ago. Don't really post anymore. I do just use it as a new, like a news feed thing, generally. You're a lurker like me now. Yeah, I'm a lurker. 
However, writing on the boards wasn't enough for some people. Dot, da, dot, da, dot, da, dot. Dot, 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 da, dot, dot, dot. That leads us nicely into the canon of crimes that have been committed in the name of the incel movement. The first big one was on August the 4th, 2009. There was an, a mass shooting that occurred at an LA fitness health club in Collier Township, a suburb of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The shooting happened at a woman's aerobics class at 8.15 in the evening. The shooter, George Sodini, entered the class, put his duffel bag on the floor, turned off the lights, took out two handguns and began shooting. Oh, that is like my worst nightmare. I hate going to the gym as it is, but imagine that happening. Police said that he fired 52 shots before committing suicide. Three women, Heidi Overmeyer, Jodie Billingsley and Elizabeth Gannon, died and nine were injured. Sedini himself also died. I hate it when they commit suicide as well because it's like you should have to face up to what you've done. So this is this is a big thing in the incel movement. So because so many of the members or so many incels are depressed, they'll often post on site saying that they're suicidal and they're... I was going to say colleagues, their fellow members, fellow incels will say, well, if you do kill you, they're not saying, oh, don't kill yourself. You've got more to live for. They're like, well, oh, if you do commit suicide, why don't you do a mass shooting and take yourself out at the end? <sighs> so this is what people are, that's what, this is what they're being encouraged to do. That's so horrific, isn't it? It's just like, because clearly there's mental health issues there that are not being de- dealt with anyway, but like just the thought that you're just going to take other people with you is awful. Yeah. Okay, so what do we know about Sedini? At the time of the shooting, he was 48 years old. He was a systems analyst at a law firm. He had an online diary where he posted diatribes about women, stating how he hadn't had a girlfriend since 1982 and hadn't had sex for 19 years. He said, Who knows why? I'm not ugly or too weird. No sex since July 1990 either. I was 29, he writes. Last time I slept all night with a girlfriend, it was 1982. Girls and women don't even give me a second look anywhere. He also said, women just don't like me. There are 30 million desirable women in the US, my estimate, and I cannot find one. Not one of them finds me attractive. The trouble is as well, they put too much emphasis on like, I don't know, like good looks, like the fact that their enemies are these chads. It's like they believe that they deserve to have model girlfriends there's someone for everybody and i think that's it it's like a weird it's like they sort of have low self-esteem about their looks and and or personality but then their expectation is that they should be with a model and it's like mm, you know i'm sure he's not giving everybody a chance so it's almost weird it's like he's got low self-esteem in terms of in terms of their looks but then really high self-esteem in terms of what they think they deserve in life is that white male privilege isn't it like that I deserve this like I should have this he had attempted to carry out the attack on the 6th of January that year but posted on his diary it is 8 45 p.m I chickened out I bought the loaded guns everything hell sinister but he didn't post that on the group though did he like he didn't tell other people about it no I mean what year are we in now oh 2009 but no so he just posted that on his little diary that he had. So afterwards, the police looked, obviously, into his sort of online life and found his diary. 
So at this point, he wasn't part of... I mean, I suppose he's a bit older, isn't he? Nearly 50. So he wasn't part of like the Reddit scene, but he's considered as one of the canon... It, it, he's, his crime is considered canonical in the list of crimes that's been done by someone who hates women, essentially, by an, incel, you know, an involuntary celibate. And they said insolitary volibate. <laughs> <laughs> So that's interesting because, like, the next thing that happens is really, like, the catalyst, isn't it? Like, the, the, the next incident six years later. Yeah. This is, like, iconic. It's, like, the iconic crime that is held aloft by incels as aspirational. Yeah. They put put the, um, the person who carried out this um, spree killing on a pedestal. Six years later, on the evening of the 23rd of May 2015, 22-year-old Elliot Rogers, who was born in London, that's in the UK, not the other London, just in case people wondered, he killed six people and injured 14 others. This spree is known as the Isle of Vista killings. Rogers stabbed three men to death in his apartment and three hours later he drove to a sorority house. It looks like Ted Bundy. Mm. We know a lot about Rogers. He started seeing therapists from the age of eight but was never formally diagnosed with a mental illness. He was diagnosed as having pervasive developmental disorder which is severe and pervasive impairment in the development of reciprocal social interaction or verbal and non-verbal communication skills or when stereotype behavior interests and activities are present but the criteria are not met for specific pdd i don't know what really what that means but it's basically they can't attribute us attribute a specific mental disorder to him so it's just called you know a general pervasive developmental disorder right so like Obviously, social interaction, verbal and non-verbal communication skills, uh, one thing that you could diagnose would be autism. But because probably he didn't have certain things that other autistic people have, they had to just sort of generalise it as a general pervasive impairment rather than anything specific like autism. Throughout his time at school, he was constantly bullied, stating that he cried at school every day and talks about how his one friend at school, who truly understood him, said he didn't want to be with friends with him anymore without offering any explanation. I actually feel that really sad for him. Well, I was just going to say, like, he sounds like your ideal man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix him! <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just makes me sad. But we've all been there, haven't we, when, like, you feel like you're an outside... Well, I have definitely been there where I feel like an outsider and I don't feel like I fit in at all. Mm. But I suppose if you've, you're going through that and you've also got other mental health issues as well, it's a, a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and also having the coping mechanisms to deal with it, whereas it almost sounds like his, I don't know, it sounds like his life is a bit chaotic anyway. So I don't think that he was even taught or he could even grasp how to cope with situations like that, you know. As you'll say, you know, as you're going to say, he does see therapists. So it's not like there weren't actual experts that he, that, you know, that there was people there that knew his issues. Once he turned 18, he rejected mental health care and became more and more isolated from his family and peers. A family friend, Dale Lorna, said that he tried to coach Rogers on how to approach women, but said Rogers didn't follow his advice. Lana says, I could see then that there was something wrong with him. Looking back now, he strikes me as someone who was broken from the moment of conception. Is that the worst insult that anyone could ever give? I know, that is pretty harsh, isn't it? <laughs> could you imagine? Like he's a lost cause. I'm going to say that to you, baby, when it comes out. <laughs> I'm going to say, 
broken from the moment of conception. <laughs> I'm going to get you sewed on a pillow. Oh, that would look lovely. The baby's room. What a... That's hardcore, that. It is. Because as well, if he's got people around him that are, that are not prepared to... I mean, I, you don't know what the situation was like, but if he, he has sort of been like left to his own devices and just like he's completely um, disenfranchised as well from society and also like he's not interested in having any mental health assessments or that kind of thing then it's just gonna keep getting worse and worse and worse i don't know if we said but he's living in america now he's not in london i don't know if that's if 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 that was mentioned but yeah so obviously in america and i guess i think the uk but you can when you turn into you know 18 you can just say no you don't want any more medical intervention yeah well presumably it would be like paid as well because it'd be it would be in america so it'd be private health care yeah expensive but yeah because even though we said he was born in london he's when you see videos of him he's got an american accent i think his dad was a famous producer wasn't he was he i think so there were occasions where rogers showed his disdain for relationships and women in 2011 he threw a coffee on a couple he was jealous of it's a good job it wasn't a cup of tea because you've got to have that that boiling point haven't you Oh, I have never enjoyed a takeout cup of tea because it's always 200 degrees and no milk. No matter how how much milk you put in, it's still watery and still boiling, scalding hot. Yeah, I agree. I think it's because they use it from the coffee machine where it's like the steam thing. So it's like, it's really, I mean, I don't, I might just be making that up, but I'm pretty sure because coffee, you're supposed to, you're not supposed to have it at a boiling point, aren't you? Because it can burn like the beans. Can burn your what? Burn your beans. You burn your coffee beans. Oh, <laughs> no, you so it doesn't come through. I was like, where are you putting your coffee? <laughs> yeah, so when it comes through the little thing it, and it drips through, that's not boiling water. Right. But I'm pretty sure that because you need the steam for milk, you know, from the thing, that's where they get the water for the when they make you a cup of tea. And that's why it's way too hot. And I'm pretty sure a few people have sued like McDonald's, haven't they, for being scolded by knocking over the tea on them and stuff. And it's been too hot. Yeah, I think someone did, yeah. That's why it's got like the beware, like it's got the little warning on the side of the cups now. Oh, I just can't hack it. And to be honest with you, if anyone, if I'm with anyone, this then they order a cup of tea, I immediately assume they're a sociopath. Oh, okay. Well, I won't do that again then. No, please don't do it in front of me. It disturbs me. As... Uh, nearly as much as black trainers disturb me. Oh, interesting. They remind, me, they remind me of pumps, school pumps. Continue. The reason that I don't like getting cups of teas out is because I resent paying like £2.50 for something that I can make at home. That is essentially a tea bag. Yeah, it's a tea bag, <laughs> water and milk. And I can make it home better. Can't you get hot water free if you've got a baby? So you could literally bring a tea bag with you. I could go in and be like, I've got my kid outside. I'm all right to just, I need to heat up the bottle. Can I just have a cup of hot water? And then I'd be like, tea bag in. Boom. Off I go. Down the street. I don't know why I'd go down the street to that. But I would be. Just reason to have a baby. Yeah, with Michael Sheen. Oh, did I tell you I've was watched loads of Taskmaster as well, and I've been having like sex dreams about Greg Davis. Oh no! Oh my god, that's disgusting. Oh, like seriously, if I no, if I if I went out with him, the problem is I'm so short, we'd look like an absolute silly show, wouldn't we? Yeah, you would. I'd have to wear heels all the time. Five one, and I think he's six foot seven. You could climb him like a tree. Were you in the dream? <laughs> 
He's gross, sorry. No, that's really horrible to say, but I just don't find him attractive. Oh, even his comedy? No, because I don't like, I find it a bit mean. Chris, what happens if next Christmas market, I bring him, I'm like, I'm going to bring my new boyfriend and it's Greg Davies. I mean, I'm sure he's very nice in real life. It's obviously a persona, but... I don't know. I quite like it. I don't know. I like a nasty bastard, I think. <laughs> I think, as I say, sit here single. <laughs> <laughs> I like a complete shit house. <laughs> he will never commit to me. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of an incel. Oh God! Continue. Do you know what I keep? I keep having a slight worry that, like, because obviously we're going to put this podcast out and it's going to be titled "Incels," probably "Incels Part One," and uh, that, like, it's going to because we get targeted. Yeah, because they're all about the online community. They'll just like put someone will post it on some notice board. And then they'll all come after us. I've not been too awful. I've just said I feel sorry for an ER. And you're happy to date from that pool. Like, you're... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> That's the only pool that I'm picking from, <laughs> seemingly. <laughs> no, no, no. No, because they're involuntary celibates, aren't they? They, they? No, they do want to commit. I think I'm too much for an, an incel. I just think I'm just too much to handle. Well, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Fine! <laughs> No one will get that if they're in America, the fight thing. Harry Hill, Google it. Go on. Yeah, we went a bit off topic. So the last thing we mentioned was the coffee throwing incident. He repeated this when he smiled at two girls and then they didn't reciprocate. So he's just basically going around throwing stuff over people. I can relate to that, though. It does piss me off when you do that. But, like, I feel like you don't owe anyone anything. It's just a smile, Chris. It's just a smile. I know, but it's that, like, thing like, oh, you should, like, if you're a woman, you should smile politely. Like, oh, cheer up, love. Oh, yeah, I hate that. That happened to me. I was walking down the road, I mean, like last week or something, and some builders started saying, like, I had my headphones in and I was talking to my mum, but I could hear them, like, shouting comments on, you know, you're just like, fuck off. I think actually, I was like, wait, mum, I'm just um, getting harassed by some builders. And I was like, why don't you all just fuck off? And then they were like, ugh. And then you're getting targeted because you're like a miserable bitch and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, am I supposed to get my tits out for you because you're shouting gross things at me? Ugh. I don't know if I could go up and say, who do you work for? And then I don't think they care, would they, if I put a complaint in? I mean, if you can spot their logo, I would definitely report them. Or or say, like, oh, who who do you work for? Because that is so out of order. It's just gross. And it's always when, like, like the worst... Like, the, I think not, not that there's a good time to be sexually harassed on the street, but you're just like, no, like, piss off. Yeah, there's a pandemic. <laughs> pandemic, and I've not brushed my hair today, so please just do it <laughs> Do it when i got a bit of lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm an awful feminist. But no, I, if I smiled at a hot guy and he didn't smile at me, I would throw coffee in his face. He didn't just stop at coffee. Um, in 2012, he filled a water gun with orange juice and sprayed a group of girls playing kickball. It's almost like he's doing things, but obviously there are, there, they are that... I guess it's a violent scale, isn't there? And is this more like orange juice in a water gun is not shooting someone to death in the street? Maybe, though, that's the thing he almost... He doesn't know how to socially interact with people. So it's like if someone upsets him, he's acting like a toddler having a tantrum. Yeah. If someone doesn't smile back at him and reciprocate something or, I don't know, respond in the way that he wants or slash expects them to respond, it's then, oh, well, I'll fucking throw a coffee in your face or I'll throw, I'll squirt you with the orange juice because he doesn't know social conventions, cues or anything. 
also anger management as well like you that's not a appropriate response to someone not smiling at you or not responding in the way that you hope and that's the thing because I felt like I've wanted to throw coffee on people but I haven't exactly I've stopped myself because I recognize consequences and I think I don't want to go to prison that is literally the only thing stopping me yeah and also it's a waste of coffee Oh, yeah. If you bought it from, like, Costa. Yeah, it's like throwing a couple of quid over someone. In July 2013, after being mocked at a party, he attempted to push some girls over a 10-foot ledge. But some boys intervened and instead pushed him over, which led him to sprain his ankle. That's really high, 10-foot. Spraining his ankle, like, he was quite lucky there. He could have done much worse. When he returned to collect his sunglasses, he was mocked again and beaten. He wrote in his manifesto... My Twisted World, the story of Elliot Roger, that this was the incident that finally triggered his plan. I mean, it's just weird for someone to have a manifesto. As soon as someone says, I've got a manifesto, you'd be like, okay, what what's going on? Like, that's not a normal thing to do, is it? It sounds very... What's the word? Egotistical. Like, a man of t- like ideas above his station. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not Hitler, mate. I mean, potentially, he could have been. But it's like, you don't need a manifesto. When I used to blog, I was like, I can't believe that people are interested in this because it's like just someone's sad little life. Do you know what I mean? But I would never... Could you imagine if I called it a manifesto? Nicola's manifesto. I also think as well, manifesto sounds that it is something you're leaving. Like, you know, you're leaving to this world. It sounds very dramatic and grand. Manifesto. Just say like, My Twisted World, the story of Ella Rogers' blog or notebook. Diary. It's just a diary. Don't worry, people are not going to read it. Don't worry about the title. He emailed this manifesto to 34 people, including his therapist, parents, family, former teachers and childhood friends. Could you imagine getting that email? (laughs) I'd be like, that can wait. 34 pages. No thanks. I'm watching... I don't know what I'm watching. Anything. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm actually watching The Queen's Gambit at the moment. Very good. Oh, I've heard lots of people say that's good, but I just... I didn't understand anything about it. I played chess with my ex a few months before we broke up. It might have triggered the breakup, I'm not (laughs) sure. And he, I don't know what the word is, got me out. (laughs) Like, within about 60 seconds. And I was like, I don't... Like, he had to teach me where things moved. And I was like, right... And then I moved and he'd be like, you can't do that. And I'm like, what? And then you went, I can do what I like. And then whack to the thing. <laughs> and I was like, well, I think I was a bit like, fuck this, it's a stupid game. And then he never played with me again. And obviously he was just trying to find, he, you know, he's probably out there with some sort of chess grandmaster. And if that's what he wants, then that's fine. Because I thought he's dead hard. It's dead hard. Probably with the computer, you know, those little computers that you can play against instead. <laughs> well, he's dating a computer. <laughs> He's dating the chess game on his computer. I mean, each to their own, sure. I'd date Solitaire. Oh, you've gone off. Have I gone off? What do you mean? Oh, it just... You see me? It completely muted your back now. Oh. It just like, you were sort of moving a little bit. <gasps> Maybe it was Solitaire, my boyfriend. <laughs> He's a bit controlling. <laughs> but no, no judgment if you are dating the chess game on your computer. He made a YouTube video entitled... Elliot Rogers' Retribution. He said, Tomorrow is the day of retribution, the day in which I will have my revenge against humanity, against all of you. For the last eight years of my life, ever since I hit puberty, I've been forced to endure an existence of loneliness, rejection, and unfulfilled desires, all because girls have never been attracted to me. Girls gave their affection and sex and love to other men, but never to me. I'm 22 years old and I'm still a virgin. I've never even kissed a girl. 
I've been through college for two and a half years, more than that actually, and I'm still a virgin. It's been very torturous. College is the time when everyone experiences those things such as sex and fun and pleasure. Not me. I was going to say, you didn't go to Warwick University. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you did. Maybe you did, and that's why he's doing this. That's why the older virgins hang out. (laughs) Big up Warwick alumni. Within those years, I've had to rot in loneliness. It's not fair. You girls have never been attracted to me. I don't know why you girls aren't attracted to me, but I will punish you all for it. It's an injustice, a crime, because I don't know what you don't see in me. I'm the perfect guy, and yet you throw yourselves at these obnoxious men instead of me, the supreme gentleman. It's the delusion again. Like, I don't know any normal man who really has that high opinion of themselves. So, was like that. Yeah, I, w- I imagine that he would have referred to himself as the supreme gentleman. He was, yeah, I've no, I definitely have an ex who... It's the snake guy, obviously. But yeah, I think there's just certain men that... I don't know, I guess maybe it's a pr- it's a way of protecting their self-esteem by thinking that they're some sort of wonderful human being. But I think the quicker in life that you learn that life's not fair... I know that sounds awful, but the, the quicker you learn life's not fair, sometimes you don't get the things you want, sometimes bad shit happens, but eventually, you know, if you're a good person, things work out in the end. You know what I mean? It's the thing about blaming everybody else, like, why don't you like me? Why don't you like me? Rather than when I was like, you know, a teenager, spotty teenager, didn't have any love interest whatsoever. Like, well, I did. I like fancied people, but they would never fancy me because I would feel like I was like a little geek. And then you'd, and then you'd, someone would say they fancied you and you'd be like, no. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, not my type. No, thank you. But it's like awful because you're like, oh, it's not that. You know, there are some people, but it's not the person I want. I mean, I don't really, I don't think I had that even. But yeah, like I was never like, why do you not think you're the problem, not me? I was always like, oh, like I'm the problem. Like there's stuff wrong with me. Mm, same. Which I think is is not good either. Like you shouldn't think about yourself that way because it's just not the right time. But it's, that's the way of internalising a problem you know if you're doing that where you're internalizing it and thinking it's something wrong with you that's surely better than externalizing it like he is and turning it back and saying there's nothing wrong with me it's the world it's the external factors the the women that are the wrong things and then that i'm gonna thus my actions are gonna be external rather than you know like for you say like oh well i mean i guess if it's really bad and you internalize everything potentially you kill yourself but do you know what i mean it's that sort of the only harm you're doing is internal harm whereas for him everything was wrong on the outside it was all external problems so i'm gonna commit an attack and i'm gonna fucking do it all to you much rather have low self-esteem and internalize is what i'm saying no it's true though like yeah obviously neither is a healthy response to those times and obviously like it's an incredibly difficult time of your life where you don't feel like you're worth anything and you it feels like everybody else around you is living this fantastic life but that's not true either like We all know. Oh, no. He also discussed race. Here we go. And how he opposed (laughs) interracial dating and made racist posts about African-American, Hispanic, South Asian and East Asian people, saying that seeing these men with white women makes you want to quit life. In his manifesto, he stated that his master plan would be to quarantine all women in concentration camps. 
At these camps, the vast majority of the female population would be deliberately starved to death. That would be an efficient and fitting way to kill them all off. I would have an enormous tower built just for myself and gleefully watch them all die. It sounds like Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, this is the problem, yeah. He's obviously looked at every time a woman's rejected him as that you know like they have wronged him you know and this rejection is built again and you know what i mean but i wonder if uh, as well like again this delusion that he's probably imagining that people are rejecting him even when they're not you know that someone could make eye contact with him and not smile at him and then that would mean she's rejecting me and it's like the delusion that's leading to making everybody an enemy it just keeps escalating and escalating and putting so much weight on social interactions like, fuck me, I don't even, like, I don't look at half the people when I'm walking down the street, you know what I mean? But even if I looked at someone, oh, I find it really hard to look at someone, especially if they're an attractive man. I'm just completely out of the game. Like, I was, went, I was running, I mean, <laughs> if you've seen me running, not that I run stupid, I don't run like Phoebe Buffet or Rachel or whoever it was from Friends. I run fine, but my face is bright red. That's normal when you're running. Mine goes bright, bright red. Um, And there was a really attractive man. And I literally looked, like, we locked eyes and I looked away and thought, I'm not looking back. I bet he was like, oh, she's, look at her healthy little thing running around. Look at her, look, it's, look at her, so red, she looks like she's about to implode. <laughs> In 2012, he began building his arsenal, legally buying guns and using them at shooting ranges to practice. The attack began in the evening at Roger's apartment. Two of the men murdered were Roger's flatmates. Bloodstains in the hall suggested that one or more of the victims were attacked as they entered. After the stabbings, Rogers bought a coffee at the coffee shop. At 8.30pm, he was seen sat in his car working on his laptop in his apartment's car park. It's presumed he was uploading his YouTube video, which was uploaded at 9.17pm. And then he sent his manifesto email at 9.18pm. After receiving the email, his therapist rang Roger's mother, who phoned his father. Can I just say, that's really good that the therapist read that as soon as that came in. Impressive. I know. They weren't like, um, sorry, I'm watching Buffy. Yeah, I'm not on the clock now. They left LA in separate cars and rang Isla Vista Police. Roger drove to Alpha Phi Sorority House near the University of California, Santa Barbara, and he knocked on the front door. Uh, Whilst waiting, he shot three women walking by. Two died and one was injured. He then fired into an unoccupied coffee shop and a delicatessen, killing a man. Roger drove south on the wrong side of the street, striking a pedestrian and firing at but missing two people on the sidewalk. He then shot a couple exiting a pizzeria and a female cyclist. He drove south and shot at a Mr. Woman. He then exchanged fire with a sheriff's deputy, responding to a telephone report and struck two pedestrians. He then shot and wounded three people on Sabado Tardo Street and also struck a skateboarder and two cyclists with his car. I mean, it's just like a big, sorry, it's just like a big long list of like people he's shooting, but that's pretty much like it was one after the other, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he just started obviously hitting people with it in his car, didn't he? Yeah, so turning east, he struck another skateboarder with his car. How many people are skateboarding? Oh, it's California, isn't it? Oh yeah, okay. Turning east, he struck another skateboarder with his car and shot two other men at the intersection. On Sabado Tarde near Little Acorn Park... Roger exchanged gunfire with three sheriff's deputies and was shot in the hip. Pursued by police, he turned south a second time. He struck a cyclist, then crashed. At 9.35, police found Roger dead inside his car from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to his head. 
In the car were three pistols, knives, six empty 10-round magazines and 548 rounds of unspent ammunition. All six who died were students at UCSB. The three men stabbed to death in Roger's apartment were George Chen, Chen Wan Hong and Wyan Huang. I hope I've said those names right. Catherine Cooper and Veronica Weiss were shot outside the Alpha Phi sorority house and Christopher Ross Michaels Martinez was shot in the deli. 14 people were injured, seven from gunshot wounds and seven from blunt force trauma when Roger hit them with his car. This attack sparked a widespread discussion on violence against women and misogyny, but also specifically incels. Roger described himself online as an incel. He wrote that after purchasing his first gun, he felt a new sense of power. Who's the alpha male now, bitches, I thought to myself, regarding all of the girls who've looked down on me in the past. He also described his plan to invade a sorority house. He wrote, I will slaughter every single spoiled, stuck-up blonde slut I see inside there. All those girls I've decided so much, they have all rejected me and looked down on me as an inferior man. He had been an active member of a community popular among incels called Pua Hate. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you... P-U-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-
she's shallow and also it's horrible but it's a big big thing yeah like they wouldn't do the same if they didn't if they had the chance like it's just it's that a weird thing double standards double standards exactly exactly (laughs) so we're gonna leave it there and we will yeah we'll finish our little uh, study of incels first season yeah finish our first season oh thanks for listening again and we'll speak to you soon yep see you on part two Bye. Bye. bye